0: Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast, a podcast that is simply a discussion between a couple of local church leaders. On the dock today, we are going to be discussing best friends forever. I am the A-Game, Adam Bailey, Elder of Grassroots Church here in Greenbrier County, West Virginia, joined by someone who's very special to me, a mentor, a role model, maybe not a best friend, I don't know, we'll have to see, Lead Elder of Grassroots Church, Darren Cherry. I was hoping
1: you would say during the intro that this is just a podcast between two
0: elders of a local church who also happen to be best friends. I also think that I might have messed up that intro. Did I repeat myself? I feel like I've said that so many times. It was different. But I'm like, wait, did I say the same thing twice? Did I say that I'm Elder of Grassroots Church here in Greenbrier County, West Virginia? Joined again, as always, by the main man himself, lead Elder of Grassroots Church, Darren Terry. I don't know, because you always started I mean, off, what's up, everybody? Welcome to it. And you didn't do that. I'm trying to be a little bit slower. Darren, I've listened to the previous podcast. Do you talk fast? And I speak way too quickly, so I'm just going to slow it down today. I got some feedback, but I'm not
1: going to say it until after the podcast. Does it involve me? It's, well, in it, how I speak. It's about the podcast, and it's just me and you, so it involves me and you. Is so, it about content, or is it about personality? It's about execution. It's about execution. They don't like how we execute people.
0: Well, you know, it's gonna be sloppy either way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just depends on your perspective. Was it constructive? Now I'm like, man, what you should have told me this beforehand. Not
1: until after, because well, I didn't think about it till just now. But but it's one that you and I both have to work on. And it came from my entire crew. Cause actually my boys like listen to this. Kelly will put it on, on the way to school. And so they're like, they'll be listening to us talking about them listening to us, so that'll be funny.
0: But they gave us they gave us some constructive Feedback, well, not criticism,
1: sure. constructive,
0: constructive. Share feedback. it. Let's hear it. Bring it out. I'm, I'm ready for it. We can do this. We can talk about it. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. We interrupt to each other too much. I completely agree. I speak over you. I try to derail you when you talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So. Hey, what? <laughs> I, uh, I didn't want to. I you, don't know what you're talking it, about. Just, just, you look. We just, see, here's the thing. It's a,
1: I was trying to say the
0: flow in the conversation. Maybe we should, we just, let's coffee. We have to And next time. Welcome to another episode of The
1: <laughs> So, yeah, we just have to make sure that, you know what we need? We need, like, something like the talk stick or a light that it's like, when I turn my light on, you'll know I'm ready to talk. And then, like, you turn yours on, and I know I need to be quiet. I don't know. But, yeah, and so I think we just have to work on,
0: not can i make an exception to this see i just interrupted you right there you did but it's like a continuation of sorry family conversation yeah (laughs) feedback whatever (laughs) i blow my nose with feedback um we need we need a grassroots suggestion box sorry log that idea away for another day but um if if one of us is rambling on for too long yep darren you have my permission to interrupt me and bring me back And I reserve the right if you're rambling, you know, 20 minutes in, I'm gonna be like, wait, we preach on Sundays. Oh, I don't know. Deal. But we gotta
1: give before we address it on into the mic, we we need to come up with an international sign, a universal sign.
0: Like I'm gonna Darren right now is giving me an example right now, and that's very offensive. That's very offensive. I'm just trying to keep it real
1: simple. That is not appropriate. It's just a simple
0: one, though. It not it appropriate. It, everybody would know. This is not kind. <laughs> I, I do. Li- I like to go back and listen to the podcast, which sounds vain. Whenever I first started speaking and recording and things like that, it was always uncomfortable for me to go back and listen to them like sermons or whatever. But now you like to hear yourself I don't mind it because I'm over that awkward threshold. But what I do not like is walking into a room when someone's listening to a recording of me, then it's like, oh, that's weird. But I do know that by listening to me talk, (laughs) I love listening to me talk. Man, I do speak way too quickly. I'm sorry. Well, uh, what was your
1: reaction the first time you ever heard yourself recorded? Like when I was a kid on a video well, I, camera, or now you know what? Did you, I'll say as an adult because do you obviously we hear ourselves and we have an idea of what we sound like
0: in person, and then
1: you hear right. yourself and you're like, I sound I, like that
0: in my head, sound like a Roman god, okay? Um, but then I listen to myself and it sounds like I'm going through puberty. <laughs> now, the first time I remember, you sound like listen. Stan Lee, <laughs> 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 the first time I remember. Listening, having to critique myself was uh. Let's see, it was a freshman communications class with Abdul, the TA, which I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on the podcast before. I for the first half of the semester I had a D because every assignment that we were given I just turned into a big joke, which got which was okay in high school. It was okay with teachers that knew you that we your neighbors. Not cool to Abdul. I told him think they were funny. Um. So whenever you know I give a presentation on why showers are better than baths and i act out both of those in front of the classroom abdul didn't think that was funny but anyway i think our final was we had to get a disc and record ourselves giving a presentation and i used <laughs> don't drink soda i don't know i just remember having a bottle of pepsi up there that was empty like and talking about why you shouldn't drink soda and then i went back and had to watch that i'm like man i mumble that was my first takeaway. My first takeaway was like, I, I believe I should sound like a Greek, a Greco-Roman god. Yes, a Greco-Roman god. But then I listened to the recording and watched the video, and I thought, I mumble a lot. Which is a problem with grassroots, too. Listening to my st- It's like, I'll start a sentence, and I'll be in, and, you know, it just kind of ends. I mean, whatever. Whatever. Darren, thank you for not interrupting. I don't like this. <laughs> I'm doing my best. You can interrupt me. It's it's well. This is our time of witty banter. So, oh yes, so we witty. We haven't gotten to the it's meat yet. Oh, so witty. Our witty banter. I can't promise you. I'm not going to interrupt you. So I'm going to do my best on the podcast not to say the word like like um no like like uh like like like, like. I do say that too much. I'm going to slow down. Uh, I know I'm an um I'm gonna guy. Talk about it. I'm just going to slow down. Embrace the art of the awkward silence. Well, we are learning that from the master himself. Yes, the Henson narrative. Henson narrative is teaching
1: us well Ugh. how to embrace that. Love. I, he is one of those. There's a couple of people that I've known in my life that have taught me patience in conversation, um, because they're gonna they're gonna weigh their words. Um, he's one of them. There's been some others, uh, and so. For you and I, like we just kind of shoot from the hip, and if the other person pauses just long enough, it's time to talk. It's time to speak. It's time to jump in there, or sometimes over them, or whatever. But but you're looking at them, and you know they're not done with their thought. They're weighing their words, so you have to kind of patiently wait. And it's a good thing. It's it's a good thing. It teaches, and so it it is the hints of narrative is a
0: good thing. Do you ever watch Zootopia? Or have you ever watched Zootopia? I have watched it. Remember that they go to the DMV and the sloths are there? Every, yeah. I hate that. That's one of the cringiest scenes in any but movie so good. ever. And that's not against our our DMV workers here. I've had really good interactions with them, really sweet people. Um, I have to interact with them every year to maintain my license because of my vision issues, so I'm pretty familiar with them. Here locally or state level? Both. Oh, okay. Both. How are they state level? Good. Okay. Very understanding.
1: I just feel – I've always been super sweet to them, number one, because I think they're just going to work better to you, with you if you're sweet to them. But two, they just – man, they get, they get poo-pooed on so much. Like so many people hate them and get mad at them. It's like that person at that window is not dictating what you have to do. They're just the ones relaying the information,
0: and so I feel bad for them. Yeah, going back, though, to interrupting people when they talk, I'm sorry. Even if you're listening, this is a time I want to confess – I do interrupt people when they talk when I was growing up though, me and my friends, you see what I'm doing here, Darren? I'm waiting. You see what I'm doing there? Uh, hanging out with my friends and you know, eighth, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th grade, everybody talked quickly. Everybody talked all the time. If you want to get a joke in, you got to get it in quick. Yeah. If you just sat around and waited for your time, it's like, you know, eventually you got to merge onto traffic.
1: Yeah. And everybody hates that guy that stops on the on-ramp. I'll go. You got to commit yeah. or be hit. So. My thing, You got to match the speed of traffic
0: and just find your spot in there. Amen, brother. So confession. Sorry, guys. I speak quickly. I'm a terrible person. But I do you know what this is, though? I was. But this is good. It's clean. I feel good. This is what best friends do. Darren, we're going to talk about best friends today. They speak
1: the truth in love.
0: Who's your best friend growing up, Darren? Growing up? Um, what phase of life? Because you know how much I moved. Pick one. Talk about the evolution of your the most coveted position of others towards you, which is Darren Cherry's best friend. What was the evolution of that position? Did you just spit on the ground?
1: No, I coughed.
0: I was like, man, that's pretty manly of you. So I was like, I'm gonna tell you about my best friend. <laughs> um. Ding. The evolution of the position of your best
1: friend. Best friend. Okay. Uh, Up until high school, I never had one, but it's because, like, I moved so much. You know, born in New Mexico, and obviously you're not going to have, like, a best friend until at least elementary school. And I spent, uh, you know, time, New Mexico, Oklahoma, uh, Florida, and then three different places in Ohio, uh, four different places in Ohio. But... uh, moving around so much, had friends, had people I loved hanging out with, but never a best friend. But once I hit high school, uh, two best friends in high school, uh, John and Drew, two very different guys, but um, they were the ones that just, they were there. Like we just hung out. And no matter what happened, uh, we were always there. And, And to this day, I'm glad we're talking about this. Because I don't know if I'm going to share the story now, but I actually shared something recently with uh, the girls' basketball team that I helped coach at Seneca about uh, friendships and this time of life. And so I'm, I'm, i When you told me the topic for day, I was like, "This is definitely something I want to share about best friends."
0: Okay, then I'll share my experience with best yes. friends. So so far, you've shared your best friend experience through high school.
1: Yeah. <gasps> You're getting uh, I'm call- getting This is our time, Adam. Who is calling you?
0: I'm I'm so sick of this caller. It's a it's a risk, it's a spam it's a risk. Spam risk? Do I run the risk today? Is their first name Spam
1: and their last name Risk and it's just sad for their life and they've been desperately trying to get a hold of you?
0: <laughs> it's actually my best friend.
1: Do they want to be best friends with you? <laughs>
0: Probably. I should answer on I should have answered and be like, "Hey, you want to be best friends?"
1: That real quick. Would be awesome.
0: Except it would be computerized somebody going, "We've been trying to get a hold of you about your car's extended warranty." Oh, sorry. Then I got a notification about my terrible night of sleep last night on my watch. I slept for (gasps) just over five hours. That's really nice. Oops. So your best friend experience up through high school. Up through high school. Wait, who'd you say your best friends were? John and Drew. John and Drew. And your experience, Would you just did everything together. Yeah. You went to school, went to class. No. Never went to school, never went to class. I skipped every no. I was never in
1: uh, because I went to Christian school and they were both in the same public school. Uh, now my junior and senior year of high school, I was homeschooled with Drew. So we now I will say this: this is this is our friendship. Okay, uh, we are all in the same church. Okay, we are all a part of the same youth group. Uh, I would go my junior and senior year of high school. I would go to school uh, with Drew homeschooling. We we homeschooled at our church's uh, office, because my dad was on staff and my mom was the secretary. So we homeschooled there together. I would then leave homeschooling and go to a department store called Service Merchandise, and Drew and I worked there together, except for uh, the summer of before my senior year of high school, when I would leave Service Merchandise and go work at a local uh, flower and garden center with John. So it's like same youth group, ran around town together, went to school with Drew, worked at one job with Drew, worked at another job with John.
0: And I'm just going to say those were good times. My best friend, my best good friend was a guy named Bubba. Went to war with Bubba. Unfortunately, Bubba didn't come back, but his legacy lives on because I fulfilled his lifelong dream of owning a shrimp boat. I love it. And I run that company with his family. Somebody should make a movie about this. It, it It was really sweet. I mean, Bubba gets all the glory for that, but my best good friend.
1: Now, my best friend through
0: Glen Fork. So, basically, I'm going to say second through, well, 12th grade for the most part. Second through 12th grade. I'm going to go high school here, too. Travis? This will help me. I've just realized
1: what you just said is going to help me talk about what I... Did want to cover because I've got a question for you as soon as you're done. Sorry for interrupting. As soon as
0: I, I know this is really hard. I'm consciously not trying to interrupt you sometimes. There, so there, second through 12th grade. Yeah, There were like three merge lanes. In we're just your taking it. Fringe spiel. This like, is city this driving.
1: We're doing city driving ah. on this. We're taking our lane.
0: <laughs> I'm driving with my blinker on. Which way is it going to go? Not even checking my mirrors. I'm driving with my hazards on. I'm turning everywhere. Look out for me. Second through 12th grade. Best friend, second grade. Not rate, named Bubba. Glenfort Elementary was kindergarten through eighth grade. Then I went to Westside High School from uh, for nine through twelve. Westside? Side. And uh, yeah, hung out with Travis a lot. Travis. Again, uh, I only had like you know twelve other kids. From shout out to you, Travis. To eighth grade. Yeah, shout out Travis. I think still keeping it real in Beckley. Uh, nice. but um, yeah, we got along well. Same type of humor, same interest. Made jokes about everything. Uh, like video games, Pokemon spend the night with them every other friday night yep more video games i mean that that was basically it until um you know high school and high school is a little bit different i've always said this like west side was a consolidation so of. even though of like the western end of wyoming county at Glen fork just happened to be in the middle gotcha. so we got to choose but my family's more associated with the Oceana western side what would what, what's the other high school that you would have wyoming east oh okay yeah, Wyoming East.
1: Boo! No, I'm kidding. No, they, so they have Westside West and Side Wyoming High School, East instead Wyoming of doing East.
0: Wyoming West.
1: Right. Because here you
0: have Green Bar East and you have Green Bar West. And, but they're... Look, the Renegades, Westside Renegades, we're not going to copy Wyoming East. Wyoming East came first. Why, would we, why be Wyoming West? We did our own thing. Although I will say Wyoming East kind of flows. Wyoming
1: West is... Westside's better.
0: Westside. Yep. They should uh,
1: do something like I, mean, a, I don't like a play, a musical, something called like called like West Side Story or something. That'd be good. I think if they involve
0: finger snaps, yeah. I mean, that's just an idea. I had. That'd be cool, man. We are there's so many good ideas. People, y'all need to get a. Hold we of need us. to record this. You all are we, welcome, <laughs> our loyal royal subjects, listeners. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, Travis went to West Side along with me, and um, you know, West Side is when I met Petrie Patrick, and you know, so in high school, Patrick and Petrie. <clears throat> Travis and Petrie Petri. were, uh, yeah, best friends. Same type of humor, again. A lot of the same classes, a lot of same interest, nerdy type of whatevers. Um, but, yeah, basically that was it. But Westside was always weird because I, identif- I identified more with the Glen Fork folk yeah. than I did. Am I getting another spam call? Like, seriously? Man, that extended warranty. I'm going to get So instead of, like, offended. identifying more as, like, a Westside person, renegade, like my friends were all the ones from Glen Fork, so still hung out a lot with Travis after school. Special shout out to Caleb, but yeah, my best friend's probably uh, Travis and Petrie. Through high school. Video games, same humor, same media and interests. Through high
1: school. So we'll get to college and beyond here shortly. To infinity. I have two questions. One, it was during high school that you first went through cancer?
0: No, that was college. Was that
1: college? I thought it was right at the tail end of that high was school. The end of my freshman year at Marshall. Okay. So this the first question doesn't count until we get to college. Let me ask you this question that this is what I talked to our girls uh, basketball team about. Um, do you still keep in touch with Travis and Patrick
0: slash Petrie? No. Why not? <laughs> that's a loaded question. And that's a good point. I'm very immediate. Okay. That makes sense. I know what you're saying. So, I mean, we'll talk about it more through – we'll talk about it more about the friends I had at Marshall, which actually includes Petrie. So we'll use Petrie as an example. Um, Continued his education on, you know, like Michigan and things like that, but I I don't feel like I have to. If Petrie showed up here – and needed something, I've got your back. Absolutely. Like I don't feel like I need to catch up. I'm a very immediate type of person. Same thing with like a lot of folks from back of Wyoming County. It's like, man, I love a lot of them. Don't get me wrong, but I don't need to like check up on anybody. But if you need something, I'm here. If you were more immediate, if I could do things with you in the more immediate aspects of my life, that's different. So no, I don't really keep in contact with anybody I went to high school with or Marshall. And if I were to move the Greenbrier Valley, area and go to nashville i don't know just picked a place it's like i really wouldn't maintain too much contact with anyone here not that i don't like them or love them but it's more like i'm very immediate gotcha the reason i ask is i'm i'm 40
1: and i know ew gross i can't be on the podcast with you anymore
0: it's okay you're hip you're so cool sweet
1: thank you um so i'm 40 and I started thinking through this. I got to go to Cincinnati recently, which is where I was, uh, where I was for middle school and high school. And that's where John and Drew and I were, were best friends. And um, while in town in Cincinnati, one night I caught up with Drew and his wife and, and Kelly and I, we all went to dinner. The next night I caught up with John and his wife and we went to dinner. And I realized out of 40 years of my life, I only spent actually like six of them in Cincinnati. But it was such a a, a prominent time in my life that middle school high school age of, of growing and it's where you get your license, where you start working, where you decide to go to college, you know, and then you come home from college too. And 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 I realized I have lived in I forget how many different states, and I've known just a lot of people in my life. But those six years that I was there, those those two friendships, I've been gone from Cincinnati now for 22 years. I, I went to college in 1999, and now 2021. I, I've been gone for 22 years, and. When I go back to Cincinnati, I still go and catch up with them, like those two i I still go and see them i I know what's going on generally in their lives um not specific kind of like you it's it's easier you know if I lived near them we'd be hanging out all the time you know but but just from a distance it's kind of like Facebook you know things like that and and I realized what I was sharing with those those girls is um These are these are important times, and these friendships are important. I I think college friendships can be can be I've seen it historically be they're greater friendships because they're they're much more formative years by way of you know you might get married during that time or um, you know your your career starts or whatever. But but I I don't want to discount friendships in high school uh, because. To this date, out of all the friends I've known prior to where I am right now, those are the only two that I make sure I maintain. And so that's why I wanted to know if you still hang out with them or catch up with them or maintain anything with
0: them. I would. I mean, every now and then, like maybe once every two years, I'll send uh, Petrie a message. (laughs) Now, you said Travis lives in Beckley? Yeah, somewhere in Beckley, I guess. So
1: if you move to Beckley...
0: Oh, I'm hitting I'm hitting Travis up. Yeah, yeah. So, so I that's that's a thing. It's Travis, like, Caleb, all those boys, my boys. But, my but hood. when we
1: say when we say best friends, like when they when I call them my best friends, that wasn't just because, um, you know, there's nobody else around. It was like no, these are these are very special friendships, relationships, and I don't want to lose these, even though time
0: and distance. And I give you some homework, and we're going to begin to close out with that a little bit later on. Be like friendships in. Scripture and what we can learn from them. Oh, certain observations about what we can learn about, you know, best friendships. There, um, sorry, you just made a face at me. What, what was that? I I was gonna pose a question.
1: <laughs> what was that face though that you made? Because I was thinking it was my thinking face. It's oh, a very was that face? But oh no, it's like it was, it was so powerful. You're talking about best friends. What would be just. Pop quiz, name names that you think of like you don't, we don't have to talk about or anything, but what would you say if you're like, I'm thinking of best friends in scripture, I would think of. Oh, I have to say it now. And we can get into it later, but I just wanted to, I uh, want to see if we're on the same page.
0: Best friends, Jesus and disciples. Okay. That was one uh, well, specifically Peter, James, John, Jesus, Peter, James, John, it little click right there. I'm thinking about uh, David and Jonathan. There it is. That came to mind right there. Yeah, Everybody goes to David and Jonathan. Yeah. But I'm not going to talk about them later on because they got a little bit too mushy.
1: But and I mean, there was yeah, some it's dedication beautiful. There.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, when death is involved. Best but, uh, friends. Yeah. Uh, Moses and Aaron. Another one. I don't know if they're necessarily friends, but I thought about Ruth and Naomi. That one came to mind. Dedication to mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Well,
1: I, I thought of David and Jonathan just because they they made a, a covenant together, like hey we are here for one another. And the friendship was there. And even though, you know, Jonathan's father is trying to kill David, he was the one warning David. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm still here for you. Um, and then uh, I think over to uh, the New Testament, um, I do think of uh, Paul and Timothy, um, which I know a lot of people put as like a mentor-mentee type of relationship. But, but if you've ever been in a relationship like that, um, like you, you said earlier, you know, a mentor and, and I kind of like twitched at that a little bit cause I, I don't feel old enough to be a mentor. Um, but I know when you first came on as like an intern here at the church, there was a lot of mentoring and, um, you know, when you were first started teaching here, I told you this earlier today at our wild bean, uh, what would we call it? I don't want to say meetup. That's boring. A wild bean Adventure. I don't know.
0: Adventure. We wanna on an <laughs> adventure in the wild bean, I don't deeper and <laughs> deeper into the cups of coffee. Yes, um, your breve, my medium roast with half and half. Yep. The yeah. eggs, the bacon. Hey, the cheese. I'm thankful
1: they they have real bacon now. Um, but I, I used to have to like get your outlines i used to have to walk you through you know teaching where do you want to go with this and what scripts you're going to use how are you interpreting and i told you i said it's awesome now because fast forward uh three or four years you know i i don't have to be uh on guard with what you like i trust you and your teaching we, we discussed it and it's just fun to discuss but um but I don't look at you as somebody I'm mentoring anymore. Like I look at us as elders together uh, on an even plane. And, um, and so it's, it's that's why I look at Paul and Timothy, and it's like there just becomes a point where you're not mentor-mentee. You're just friends uh, and co-laborers in the gospel. And so, uh, yeah, I'd, I wanted
0: to know if we'd go to the same place on, on those. I believe we're heading in the same direction. Now, later on, I went to Marshall, uh, Petrie, went yep. to Marshall, hung out with Petrie all the time. Uh, and I met a new friend, another best friend, Alex Mall. Love you, buddy. But it's funny. like So I I, I feel like my college best friends, again, Petrie kind of came along. It became much more cerebral, philosophical. Like second through 12th grade, it's more like, hey, we're going to watch this movie together. We're going to play these video games together. It's very surface level. Let's have a good time. Let's get detention together because we laughed at too much stuff in class. You know, it, it, it seemed very like surface level like we're here to have a good time together. but then you know, college, late teens, early 20s, it was much more cerebral, philosophical. You know, um, Petrie, part of the Greek Orthodox Church, love having theological conversations with him and seeing his perspective on different things. you know Alex, same way, took a lot of classes together. It, it, it seemed more philosophical and cerebral if that makes. It, it wasn't granted we have a good t- we had great times together you know, going out to happy hours and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like watching Lord of the Rings together and Big Fish, great movie. Very um, good movie. Actually. Alex went on and got his MBA, and uh, last I heard was... He's you know, in the MBA? M. Is it? Is that Masters of Business Administration. Okay. And then, uh, you know, Petrie went on to get his doctorate in math or something. Oh, wow. He's really, really smart. Both of them are really, really smart, but... um uh, Yeah. It's a different type of friendship. Yeah. And again, even level. now, do I keep in contact? No, I don't feel like I have to. But it, I mean, I've met up a few times with Petrie, but it's like if someone texts me, it's like, hey, I'm in town. What are you into? It's like, I I'm 100% oh, sure yeah. we would be able to meet up and everything Absolutely. would continue. Like nothing ever stopped. Yeah.
1: You make the space and then you just enjoy. Now, I will say this. Can I give, can we give like some free advice real quick? This is just, we're going to take a quick rabbit trail. We're going to go down the gopher hole. That Ooh. sounded.
0: I was trying to figure. I was going back through my trail, archive of like hole. noises that I make. Gopher hole. I don't. You want to go down are, the gopher hole?
1: There are gopher holes. Groundhog. You want to go down? You
0: want to go down the crawdad <laughs> hole, boy?
1: <laughs> I got. Can <laughs> I give saying. some
0: free advice? Come down on this crawdad <laughs> hole with me. Most people would say it's true. Rabbit trail. Free advice. Gopher hole. <laughs> what what? What are things that prairie dogs pop out of? <laughs> what would you call that?
1: It's <laughs> well. When the prairie are you, dog, are you that's popping out different. of the prairie dog?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's better. It's not coming down the rabbit hole. It's like you're walking in the prairie and a prairie dog pops up out of a hole. It's like whoa, random idea. Yep. Are you crying too? Just, yes. <laughs> All right, Darren, pop out of that prairie dog <laughs> hole. <laughs> give us some free unsolicited advice to our listeners. And me too cuz I'm the, really confused. Here's the I'm kind of nervous. The,
1: here's the free advice. <laughs> okay. Hold on. It's okay. We we can edit it out. We're embracing the awkward silence right now. Okay. <gasps> Here it is. I feel like Ron Burgundy from Anchorman where he goes <laughs> and we're laughing. Oh. Okay. We're laughing together. Um free advice. When you get together with old friends, it is really fun to reminisce and remember old stories. We did a podcast, I don't know how long ago, on nostalgia. Y'all know I love it. I love hearing old stories. I love going down memory lane. But don't just let it be there. When you meet up with old friends, share something new. Find out what's going on now. Like, what's changed? Share some new memories. Because I realized... We'd get together with old friends, and we'd just share story after story after story after story and walk away and go, I haven't gotten to know them any better than when we first met up. Like, I want to know them more. I want to know them better than when you – so that's the free advice that came out of the prairie hole or whatever we want to. (laughs)
0: The prairie hole. (laughs) If you're listening and you know what those things are called, the prairie dogs. Do prairie dogs come out of holes? Have you ever been to uh, the zoo? They have that whole section where (laughs) they're the whole section. (laughs) Here's a gopher hole.
1: W H O L E. The whole section. Oh,
0: oh, okay.
1: And it is prairie dogs, and it is a lot of fun to watch them just like pop up out of nowhere and then they disappear and they run around a little bit. So it is fun. But that's just free advice from us, from me to you. (laughs) So, so you're saying, obviously, you'd want to get together with them. Now, I do want to, I do want to ask, because in all honesty, my best friend going through uh, college um, was a guy by the name of Nathan, and I've known him since I was in middle school. Um, we used to go to summer camp together, and then he happened. He lived there. Uh, his dad was on staff at Liberty University, where I went. So we hung out those two years, but it was like that was that was a college. Thing. Like that was, we we didn't live near each other before that. We didn't live near each other after that. So, like, I hung out with him. You know, he was in my wedding, um, and and I still he lives he lives in Washington now, uh, other side of the country. Um, but we still interact on social media every once in a while. But uh, but here is the question: I feel like you are going to get here, so I am just gonna I am going to get the on ramp and just go. I feel like you may have met another best friend during college?
0: Myself. (laughs) I found me, Darren. No. Uh, Another best friend in college would probably be Jesse. Yes. My wife. Yes. Which is... Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. Well, go ahead. Do you think... I am curious about this cancer question though. Remember that when you asked me a question about cancer because I cancer the
1: Yes, I will ask that in a second. Thank you for reminding me. I wanna, I wanna. I have the feeling. If you disagree with me, I'd love to hear feedback. If Adam, if you disagree with me, I'd love to hear from you. I feel like if you can't look at your spouse and say they're your best friend as well as your spouse, something's a little disconnected. Like it's okay to look at somebody like if you were if Travis lived near here or Petrie or Alex lived near here, and you you were like Jesse's my wife, my best friend, and Alex is my best friend. Like,
0: there's nothing wrong with that. Jesse was a part of that whole clip. Whenever I was, we would play ping pong together. Whenever I first started hanging out with Jesse, talking to Jesse, eventually dating Jesse, being engaged to her. Uh, back in the early years, me, Jesse, Petrie, and Alex would play ping pong together. And we'd play ping pong forever. And then we'd go to Fat Patty's at nine o'clock at night and continue oh. to hang out there. I know. Good times for everybody. Good stuff. Especially me. But, um, because I had a girlfriend, and they didn't because they were losers. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They were actually winners, and they had girlfriends and friends and acquaintances. Probably more than what I had, but absolutely. Um, she was she was a big part of that. A little 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 circle. And, right and that's, a, like, because
1: I love. You and I get together once a week. We go to breakfast, and then we record. And I love those times. Like, we have so much fun. We don't just talk about, you know, grassroots stuff. We talk about all kinds of stuff. We have a blast. Sometimes we yell at each other. Um Rarely. I have never
0: yelled at you. Have like, I ever yelled at you? I felt like you did. Mm. It's not what I said, it's how I said it. <laughs> yes. I felt. I, I will say, um... well, go ahead. You can well, what I was going to say, I love those times. But if
1: you and I um, had a Thursday morning to go, hey, man, let's go get breakfast, let's hang out, let's talk, and let's record. And then Kelly said, hey, uh, I'm off Thursday uh, from school to kids have this going on uh, let's go get breakfast and hang out I'd be like, hey Adam sorry <laughs> like I'm going to hang out with my wife my best. and so it's like that's the way I look at it is uh, it's good to have friends that are guys it's good to have friends that are girls like it's good to have those friends that you can go hang out with, but like your spouse should be the one that you love to hang out with more than anybody.
0: They should know you more intimately and deeper yeah. and more personal than anybody. And that's not and just a al- sex thing. <clears throat> no, it allows you to be more of yourself. I mean, Jesse and I, we've talked about it recently. It's like we love each other, absolutely. But you know, every now and then we need to remind ourselves in the midst of life and everything that's going on, it's like we need to always learn how to be each other's best friends. Like yeah. You always got to keep that going. Now, after, now, kind of like transition, how I got here, I was living here during the summer for two years and working at the hotel. Yeah. But during the school year, I was back on campus. So, you know, there was a little bit of transition. Petrie and Alex, got to bless y'all. He graduated and moved and he left me. But anyway, dated Jesse, had a girlfriend, best friend. Started moving here. One other best friend, new era of my life, Mr. Eric Honaker. Special shout out. I actually know him. Good friend. Played basketball with him. All the time. Worked together. He was my boss for a while. Big part of the wedding. I mean. Eric, best he hasn't friend, been, brother. he used to whenever come, to town, he come with you. He did the same thing that Petrie yeah. did.
1: Whenever and he was in town, he used to come to the gathering with you. I haven't seen, I actually thought about him the other Petri day because I hadn't yeah, seen him last in a while. Time.
0: He was uh, here last time for the gathering whenever Alan spoke about the Beatitudes. Oh, yeah. Ooh, good stuff. That's back in the uh, college. Mm-hmm. Then Eric went down south and left me. And that's wh- that brings me to today. That's my best friend evolution. But I, I want to throw this out there. There was a video and I thought about making, oh, wait, I got to slow down when I talk. Yeah. <clears throat> and I still have to answer ask let the me, cancer question. Let but we'll me get let to me it. shift down a little bit. There are a lot of videos online about things you can expect in your 30s. I'm 31. You're 40. Yep. And I thought about getting that list one day and us doing a podcast about it to see what you thought about it. You know, having gone through your 30s. Anyway, that's floating around. That idea is out there. But one th- aspect of being in your 30s that seems to pop up with a lot of those different videos. is is that you go from your teens and 20s, where you have a lot of friends. Friends. Two. Air quotes, friends. Now you're in your 30s, you might have, like, two really good friends. Yeah, the circle gets tighter. See, I I felt like I've always had, like, two really good friends. Maybe it's because I was so unpopular. (laughs) And your two really good friends right now would be Jesse and... Yeah, I'd put you up there. Yeah, you're definitely up there. See, I know know I'm down. I'm in that third tier with, quote, everybody else. Third tier? The best of the rest. Third tier? Kelly, number one. Jimmy Banton, number two. Number three, me and everybody else.
1: tier one was Kelly, always will be.
0: Tier two is because you're not Kelly, it would be Jimmy, you, and Nick. It's kind of like Aaron Rodgers whenever he's brought up for the greatest quarterback of all time debate. I think a good way to summarize that as a huge Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packer fan, it's like, well, obviously you got Tom Brady. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. I will absolutely concede that. You got to give Joe Montana Joe Montana? Yeah. Steve Uh, Young. I think Steve Young was better than Joe Montana. It was good. But, hey, I mean, five rings undefeated, Super Bowl. You um, have credit where credit's due, and then you have a lot of really, 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 really good quarterbacks, and they say Aaron Rodgers is the best of the rest. You got Brady, Montana, and then best of the rest. Mm. Maybe that's kind of how I feel, man. Not really. Well, I, I think we can say this. Like,
1: I, I I run everything in my life past Kelly. Like, we talk about everything. The next person I talk to the most is you. Yep,
0: same here. Like, yeah. if, I were to, if I were to put titles <laughs> on things, I'd be like, because I text you more than anybody. I think I might text you more than Jesse. And that's the thing, though, I, I kind of feel bad for Jesse, though, because she's the one that has to deal with my political, philosophical, theological ramp. I talk too much. I'm like, you know, I feel bad for I was like, sorry, Jesse. You're blessed with her, she's patient. And that's where we are now. So my idea of best friend is – the position I feel like has changed over the years. In college, it became more philosophical, more cerebral. Uh, But I do not feel like that idea of, like, well, in your 30s, a theme is that you went from having a lot of friends to just a couple of really good friends. Like, I always feel – I've always felt that I've had a lot of – I get along well with so many people. Yeah. Even now, within grassroots – at work, I there's think a, long, a lot of people you I'm could call. I'm very friendly with a lot of. Absolutely, but yeah. there's always a select few. Well, let's let's give an example.
1: Who knew that you and Jesse were expecting your second child first? Other than you two, Darren. Ha <laughs> ha. And then I had to swallow that information and share it with no one until you gave me permission
0: to share it with Kelly. You did good, and it was. Cool you did to know. good. I appreciate it. I felt bad. I put we put you in such a bad position, but I had to give you some clarity, being like, "Hey, if we're coming and going, yeah,
1: no, this I had, is the reason why." It's but I think I think that's an example of the friendship is like Kelly and I. You know, we weren't really telling anybody about possibly moving um, houses, not towns, uh, houses, but but I talked to you about it cuz like hey man i'm looking at a house out like, near y'all you know i need, I you need know. your wi- wait sorry interrupt go ahead no it's all it just it's we we are who we can share information with and and i think that's a big deal about
0: friendship so let's uh let's go to scripture about this cuz we've been talking about our experience of having best friends yep it's is having a best friend i'm not talking about friendship i think you're supposed to be friendly with everybody you and yeah. i oh but absolutely. i'm talking about your best friends could be more than one. Is that biblical? If so, what do we learn from that? How do we apply best friendships in the Bible? I tasked you a couple days ago. I said, Darren, I said, big daddy D, D league. Yeah. Yeah. Main man yourself. That's a weird way to say that. Main man yourself when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, think about a couple of best friends in scripture. Yeah. You keep that to yourself, and I'm gonna do the same. I want to think about some best friends in scripture. You bring yours to the podcast, I bring mine to the podcast, and we'll talk about what we brought and then what we can kind of pull from that. Mm-hmm. Should we have best friends? What should that best friendship look like? So, what do you got? Um, I would start with just
1: answering in a in a in a grander scale of when we look at the triune God, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit the intimacy, um, the, uh, the relationship between those, uh, between God in himself, uh, in, in those three and understanding being built for relationship because we are made in God's image. Um, I think that's why even in scripture up until today, we see the, the, dartboard of friendship, where you see the the fringe, people you know, and the next one, the acquaintances, ones that you um, are in proximity with, uh, then closer, the ones that you will hang out with and share things with, and then even closer, the ones that you have, there's an intimacy there um, where they know you and you share deeper things. It's like, I see that in Scripture, and it's you see that. We already mentioned people like David and Jonathan, who you know, especially King David, you know, to be, and, you know, Prince Jonathan, uh, they have friends, quote-unquote, all over the place, but their bullseye narrowed down to each other where they knew one another. They trusted one another. They shared everything together. Uh, and then um, looking throughout Scripture into relationships, you um, I I go back to Paul and Timothy, that you see an intimacy in the way Paul writes to Timothy. Um, You see a a kindred spirit, a love for one another um, in that. And then uh, I do think when you look through Scripture at the idea of marriage, uh, that your spouse is meant to know you uh, as as you are, as who you are. There's not meant to be a, a mask on or a wall up. They're there to know you, you to know them.
0: And so that's so your major takeaway across the board of best friends within scripture number one, intimacy. Right? That's what you're saying? Like within the triune God, within the Trinity, the intimacy that's within that, the intimacy between David and Jonathan, the intimacy between intimacy, intimacy between Paul and Timothy. It's a closer, deeper knowing of somebody.
1: Yeah, and we only have a certain capacity to be that way with a certain number of people. And that's why I'm with you. Like When I when I stand up here on a Sunday morning, because um, we're on our stage here at the Grassroots Theater, and I look out over the crowd, I look at each person sitting that's a part of the church. As And when I say a part of the church, I'm not just talking covenant community. I'm talking those that are a part of the church, because you might have a random visitor here, and it's like, I can't look at them and say, they're family. But the church, I look at Grassroots Church, I'm like, I look at them as family. And I would absolutely be here 100% for any one of them for any purpose. But there are a few sitting here, and I do mean a few, that I can look at and go, they know me. So you can talk to them and be like, I'm struggling with this. Yes. And they got you. Yeah, like, I I I crack up because you've you, you've told me this before that you do this, like while I'm teaching, you're like, oh, I bet you he's going to go here. And then I end up going there teaching. It's like, you've listened to me teach enough. And, you know, we talk enough.
0: Or or the opposite. You'll be teaching about something. Uh, We were catching one of of your sermons on the live stream. And I forgot what the question was you proposed. You're like, what is your goal for the week? And I was at home watching the live stream. And I told Jesse, I'm like, just to, to freaking survive, and you go now. Don't cheap out on me. Don't say to just survive. They're like ah,
1: he's listening. <laughs> How did he know?
0: And I was going to text you, but hey, don't text the preacher unless he asks. Whenever he's preaching, <laughs> it happens. Just don't do that. Uh, so yeah, the- I understand what you mean to Sunday mornings, and I realize this more now, like post quarantine. I cannot get out of here. I want to talk to everybody because really, this is the only time I want to see a lot of a lot of our church family during the week. I mean, I'll. Uh, you know, text, call people, whatever. But there's something it is different. a family I'm, get together. Yeah, I can't get out of here. I'm always like, oh, hey, 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 Megan, what's up? What's, what's up, Derek? Good? How about this? Or you know, it's like I, I, But you look across the board, and it's like, man, I got a lot of good, I like a lot of good friends. Love everybody, but there are a few that are like, man, I can tell you this. And yeah, you know it's, that, it's that it's that
1: dark board of friendship. You know, where you you're getting down, and each uh subsequent subsequent circle is smaller and smaller and smaller. And I think scripturally, that's okay. And we had to learn this. You you and I actually learned this together in leadership with uh, groups, grassroots groups. You know, we talked about how, you know, these people become very special to you. Um, they'll get to know you better. But we learned you're you're not comfortable, not just you, anybody, isn't comfortable going before the whole group with a struggle, sometimes you are like, "Hey, I'm having a struggle at work in finding fulfillment in my job, and you don't mind telling the whole group that, but maybe there's something going on in your marriage, and what you find is there's a particular other couple or individual in the group that you're going, "Hey, we pray for me, you know, in our marriage, this, this, and this." And so it's like it's, it's that
0: circle narrowing down
1: and, and that's the intimacy.
0: I thought a lot about Moses and Aaron. As best friend, biblical best friends, even though they're brothers. but I was going to say, they were, they were brothers. But, man, they were together, like, through it all. Uh, but one thing... Going before Pharaoh think, together. I know, like, the superpower of yeah. the world at that time. One thing about it, about their friendship, was that they complemented each other really well. Like, they worked well together. Yeah. You know, Moses couldn't... He wasn't comfortable, I guess, at first. At first, changed a little bit there, but he didn't want to speak in public. So God says, well, let Aaron do the speaking for you. And then just all that they went through together, they were always working with each other. They complemented each other. Where Moses couldn't talk, well, Aaron could all of a sudden. Thinking about marriage kind of the same way. People think it's like fulfillment with a marriage, like you complete me. It's not about completion. It's about, you know, working together, being complementary. together incompatible that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I have different... We have a lot of similarities, but we also have several differences, which yeah. kind of work well together. we are super aggressive. I'm kind of passive. But I, I do think one defining aspect about friendship, taken from Scripture, particularly looking at Moses and Aaron, is that they are complementary, And they, they went through all those experiences together as well. I, I would totally agree with
1: that. Because I, I even look, we've talked about it, you know, the fact, you know, Mark Henson becoming an elder is very different than you and I. Better. But, but, oh, he's going to be the best of us. We say that all the time. He'll be the best of us. Um, even last time, during our elder training, when you and I were all sitting in the garage in my house, you know, enjoying our time together, uh, and, like, I'm being totally convicted in my heart just by him going, what does it mean to do this? What does it mean? It's like, dude, that's good. And, it's, and he's not like trying to teach you and I, but I'm just like, man, the Lord is using him right now. He's going to be the best of us. But he's so different than you and I. It is going to, when the three of us are around a table discussing something as elders together, it, it's three very
0: unique but unified perspectives. Works well together. Plays well with others. And that's true. Even like uh, my best friend, my best friend, my best good friends through elementary, college, everything just worked well together. It made sense. It was a natural fit, compatible, complementary, not completed. Like what you lack in this area, they fulfill in the other. Only God can complete yeah. us. But that's right. you work well together naturally. Let me ask a question. And If I'm jumping ahead, shut me down, interrupt me. No, that's, I mean, that, that was
1: my, it took me three days to get to that. <laughs> No, here here's what I'm
0: and this I think this goes back to the cancer question that I was going to ask you. All oh, the big cancer I keep forgetting we keep forgetting about that whenever the other person brings it up is like, "Oh yeah. We'll
1: get to it eventually." Cancer. Um,
0: here's the question. Well, here's the idea. How do you know that you have a best friend? It's weird. In the moment, I don't think it's a conscious thing. It just it's natural. I th- I feel like in hindsight you look back and it's like, "Oh man, like they the bro is my best friend." Uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, how do you know that you have a best friend? I, they're there, and you're actually constant communication, checking up on each other, like it's active. That's,
1: that's the cancer question.
0: Okay, I, I get it. I can answer the question Cancer question now. Go for it. What what's the cancer question. When
1: you started going through that, because I know it was a lot of uh, time away from school because you were going through the treatments and one semester. You know, Yeah, and, and, you know, the car rides, you've talked to me about, you know, with your family, you're having to go over to, like,
0: Summersville, I think it was. No, you came through Summersville. Oh, man, yeah. Eight, 18 trips one summer from Glenfort to Ruby Memorial. Oh, and through Morgantown. Summersville. In Morgantown. Yeah, Morgantown. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how were your friends, your best friends at the time, how did they interact with you? So I had some friends from Marshall. So I was diagnosed with, uh, like, I think it was stage two testicular cancer at the end of my freshman year at Marshall. Uh, So I I had some good friends from Marshall, Uh, my brother-in-law Thomas. Actually, he's like one of my best friends too right now, to be honest with you. I love Thomas. But anyway, um, you know, he was there. He lived on the same dorm as me. And, uh, you know, a couple of friends. not in the same dorm on the same, dorm. on the same door. They only had the rooftop. It's yeah, all they G- had. Available. Jimmy was my roommate, but you know, Thomas was on the same floor. Um, so anyway, hung out with Thomas all the time. My brother, now he's my brother-in-law. Uh, and I did have some folks in crew that I was getting to know. I just didn't spend, enough, it wasn't enough time. I was still that freshman to where I didn't know as many people as well as I would have liked. But when I had cancer during that summer, it was kind of a transition, type of thing. So I still had a lot of friend a lot of friends from home and I had those folks that I knew at Marshall. Uh, I sat out my sophomore fall semester. I took online classes so I was in Glen Fork. Had a great time with my friends, man. They had my back, hung out all the time. Matter of fact, one of my procedures I had to have like forty two staples going from like Golly. the pit, like the top of let's see, what is that called? I don't know. Like the bottom sternum? of my chest. Sternum. Well, anyway, it went from Right above my stomach, like down just below my belt line, and my friends and I from Glen Fork used to make videos on YouTube, which actually is still there, but we made a dance video, and it, in the dance video, and I was going through treatment, I looked shriveled, I'm wearing an AC/DC shirt, I couldn't stand up straight, matter of fact, one time we were hanging out, and one of my uh, staples popped out, Oh. But anyway, they did. They did so much for me. But it was never like, "Dude, we feel sorry for you." It's more like, "Hey, we just want to hang out with you. Come on." So we. I mean, that was the last time I we went trick or treating. Wore a wedding dress. It's funny. Anyway, they they were awesome. And then at the same time, I was able to. There were a couple weekends where, now I felt left behind, because this is when Facebook was new, and Facebook was exclusive to those yeah. that had college email you had to addresses. Prove that you were in college. Yeah. So I would, you know, in in October went through chemo i'd get online at night do my classes and check out facebook and i'm seeing all these people go to games and stuff and i'm like man i'm missing out but they were super nice like i would visit campus and my friends would totally like hey man come on let's let's go hang out like let's go to the game um let me like all the jackets like on my facebook page there are a lot of pictures of me like hairless and uh things like that but man super awesome support and that's what i couldn't have have done it without it but it's weird because it wasn't like dude we feel sorry for you like how can we it was just like now we just like you let's go hang out let's uh you know it's two o'clock in the morning let's go to mcdonald's in oceana and that's
1: the thing is when you have a friend and hardship hits and they seem to disappear okay um I, i think you can look at it one of two ways one is they just weren't a friend you were just convenient um, I think there's been some situations where maybe friends have disappeared just because they didn't know they were afraid. They didn't know how to interact. Um, and I'm not talking about cancer, but, like, just any situation, like, um, you know, they just pull back because they're afraid. They don't know how to interact with somebody going through something. But when you have a best friend, and, I, and I'm going to go back to uh, David and Jonathan, is, like, no matter what, what comes around, they're still there they're present
0: my dad's trying to kill you
1: i still like you yeah i'm gonna let you know and and they my loyalty is in is in our friendship and i think it is i think we can use this it goes from um a surface level interaction to a covenantal level of this friendship is not based on what you can offer me it's just based on my yes that we are uh friends, that relationship is real. It is a deep relationship. And, and I'm just saying yes to you uh, and and staying and no matter what. Um, and so I think that's the the encouraging part when you get into a church uh, where you can be known. Um, I think this is what the church is meant to be. And, and I'm just going to sound like I'm harping on certain churches right now, but it's I think just biblically, you are meant to be known. Um, and I think the primary place that that needs to happen would be if you're married within a relationship, uh, with your spouse. Um, if you're not married, I think it should happen with uh, the people that you interact with in your church, uh, that you have friends there. Not that you can't have deep friends outside your deep friendships outside your church or anything like that, but it's awesome to be part of a church family where there's a hundred people you could call to come help. But there's a few people that you
0: know, they know your struggles. They know who you are, and they are still saying yes. A major reservation I'm having with you saying, uh, with what you're saying, a major reservation that I've had about the past conversation for this podcast is like there are so many people in grassroots that I consider a friend. So if you're listening to this and you're like, "Wait, Adam didn't put me on his top?" Look, I cannot tell you how much I love every. I literally love y'all. Like in our church, like I would I consider all of y'all really good friends. Like you're my brothers, you're my sisters. So if I didn't, I mean, I I, I can't. I've, the list is too long. I was gonna say like you, how great right now. You'd want to say can't. a few, but
1: you're like, I, I couldn't stop there. I'd have to keep going. You know, if you were like, Larry knows how much I love him. Pat knows how much I. Love, and then you go, oh, but but Mark knows, and oh, but
0: Rodney knows, and yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's like, like all, all these people, It's like, I don't even I don't even know where to begin with that. Uh, so please don't think that if you weren't mentioned in the, if you're listening to this and you weren't mentioned, like it's not. Like I, I do love you, and you are my friend. And uh, you know, if you're listening to this in your uh, Wyoming County, same thing. <laughs> it's like I was very friendly with with a lot of folks, but like this like for you, shout out to Travis, shout out to Petrie, shout out to Alex, shout out to Eric, shout out to brother-in-law Thomas, shout out to my sisters. You talk about bringing someone together. Like whenever your armpit hair starts falling out because of chemo, you, you want some good sisters to you know run to McDonald's to get some chicken selects to cheer you up which is ultimately stuff like that uh but anyway, just like just closer that know me um yeah oh yourself included so shout out everybody else i still love you yeah well let me so do you think biblically it's okay to have a best friend is it okay yeah have, oh absolutely absolutely I don't think that you should, like, strive of, like, I've got to find a best friend. I just moved to this place. I need a best friend. You want friendship to be organic and natural. You want to be able to be – your. you need to be yourself. You're talking about, you know, different – you know, the culture in some churches. I would never want us to be the type of church where someone feels like they have to come here on Sunday morning and it's expected of me to act like a certain person, mm-hmm. you know. Where, well, this is what they expect me to do. They expect me to wear a button-down shirt. You know, it's like, no, I, I hope everyone can feel like they can be themselves. It's a huge stick I've been on lately. So is it biblical to have best friends? I think it's a good thing to have someone in your life in which you can be yourself, that you can lean on, and someone that can lean on you. It's yes. A, it's like an avenue Recipital. that... Yeah, you can build them up. Like, oh, you're going through a hard time. Like, you know, you're going through an illness. Let me take you out to McDonald's and get some chicken selects with uh, the sriracha dipping sauce. I don't know. Well, and that's where Scripture says bear one another's burdens. It doesn't say
1: uh, bear uh, the other person's burdens. It says bear one another's burdens. And so that's, it is reciprocal that we um, we lean on and are able to be leaned on. And so we were meant for relationship. We were built for a relationship. And I know, because I always point to this, even the person that's the most introverted person, where the idea of a crowd of you know 10 people scares them, like the most introverted person, still has a friend that they love to hang out with, still has somebody they love to interact with, still gets married and, and loves that relationship with their spouse. And so um, we were meant for a relationship. I think people often look at the extrovert who seems to have a million friends, but it's just they've just... They don't know a stranger, you know. They just talk to anybody, you know. Compared to the introvert that would rather just talk to a few people, we
0: all have those that inner circle of friends. And you're answering your question. Yes, it is biblical to have best friends. Yeah, it's a good thing. All right, on the count of three, we're each going to sing our favorite best friend song. Ready? Oh, wait, one. Well, uh, I don't. Two best friend song. Yeah, a song about best friends. I don't. Yes, you do.
1: I don't have one.
0: I'm thinking of one, but I I almost don't want to admit it. Let me tell you about my best friend. Who's that? That was the theme song That's to Robin Big. You're grounded. You're grounded from your phone. I don't know what's going on. For this one's actually week. from Lewisburg. Yeah, <laughs> Lewisburg. <laughs> All right, we'll try it again. On the count of three, what's our <laughs> uh, best? One, two, I three. You got a friend in me. Oh. That's a good one. So you
1: don't... That's a good one. Hum it. So, hum it. There, there is a song. Again, it's nostalgic. And it does deal with friendship. Do you remember the song? Uh, is it is it called "Graduation" by Vitamin C? Do you remember that song?
0: Is yeah. it called "Graduation"? Vaguely, I don't. I'm gonna look it up now. Okay, how does it go? You got to sing it, Darren. Well, it's okay. We don't have enough listeners to get flagged with a lawsuit. Friends forever. Friends like forever. Graduation Day was a uh, Third Eye Blind song. No, that's when I graduate. Anyway. It I'm
1: as soon as it starts playing, you're gonna remember it. And I'll put it up. Will to you the remember mic.
0: me? I will remember you. Oh, I'm not doing it. Well, what about that? you know another good friend song? So no one told you life was gonna be this week. Well,
1: can't imagine why you'd think of that one. Is your job
0: a joke? You broke, you love life's DOA. Um all right, this is the part of the monologue. Yep. Should I be giving a speech right now? I feel like you should. Darren, in my 11 years here in the county, I've come across many fine individuals. Oh, I got you. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I have met men and women, all of which are of high qualities of character, but yet a few, yes, a very select few, have actually risen to the occasion of fulfilling the position that I have of a best friend. You are amongst them. Jesse is the queen of them. Eric, thank you for the good times. But don't let the good times dictate the present, those times of the past. Maybe look forward to the future and pursue closer relationships as we were meant to do according to scripture. Listener, if you're listening to this, we love you. You're awesome. Hope this was a blessing. Let us know if you have any feedback, GrassrootsWV.com. <laughs> Just walk away, Darren. I have no, if we get in trouble for any of that, we probably deserve it. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, listener, you're welcome. Uh, so thank you, best friends, for listening. You are awesome. I love you all. Thank you for giving us your time. Hope this uh, was beneficial in some way. Uh, so tune in next week when we talk about other awesome, super deep theological things. <laughs> See you.